I want to let our church know, and if you're new here, I want to let you know that we're reading the book of Mark. Our church is reading the book of Mark, and we are in Mark chapter 10. So um, you can quickly catch up with us uh, if you want to start joining us in reading the scripture. You can start either from Mark chapter 10 today when you go home, or you can start from Mark chapter 1 and catch up and join us. This is one thing that I can say to our church. Um, I have found out in, in my life that reading the Word of God is really good. And I can guarantee you that there is no harm or evil or negative impact that will come upon you from reading the Word of God. Right? So uh, read the Word of God. This is good for us. So today, <clears throat> you've been reading this week on who is going to be the greatest. Uh, you've been reading about Christ using the children to show them that if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you become one of these little ones. You have, he had predicted about his death and resurrection. Uh, you have been reading on those things. So I want to... I want to finish up and summarize our week reading uh, from this scripture here. And let me read it for you in Mark 10:45. It says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So the sermon today, this morning, is on the impact of serving. The impact of of serving, the impact that you can have on other people's life, in the community that you live, uh, in the world. And I can tell you this, that uh, serving others is the path to a meaningful life. Okay? If you're looking for that way, for that path to have a meaningful life, serving is the path to a meaningful life. And you can go up and read outside the religion and Christian faith, you can read on the famous people and what they write about serving, and they will come to this conclusion that serving does give meaning in life. So this week, past week, my wife and I, uh, we were at the uh, Levi's Stadium on, um, on uh, uh, Tuesday, right? It was on Tuesday. Um, and when we went in there, we saw them practicing for Thursday night. Because they had a Thursday game and they won. Yeah? Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, but we were there for different reason. Because uh, Doris Buffett, uh, the sister of Warren Buffett, uh, she has a foundation uh, that they give a lot of money away. And one of, one, one of the mantra that she uses, she's going to give to people until the last check bounce. Right? That's her mantra. So they did a pilot project on high school for the first time, and they picked this Santa Clara High School 49ers SLI, uh, which my two sons are a part of, the STEM program, right? STEM Leadership Institute. Um, so what they did was they gave $10,000 each to two groups, and the student has come together to pick a charity where they will give that $10,000. Uh, 
Okay? Um, and uh, they chose homelessness and poverty. So they, we were there to witness their program, how they chose the organizations and gave away the $10,000 each to, to organizations. So this was done with the 49ers Foundation and uh, the, the Mr. Ch- Mr. York and uh, all the who is who, I guess, was there uh, at 49ers Stadium. Well, what I came away from that event in that evening was uh, one of the staff of uh, Doris Buffett Foundation, he came and said, and he was very moved, and he looked at these young high school students. Maybe there were, I don't know, 30, 40 of them there. And he said, because of you, I believe in humanity. You give me hope for humanity because of you guys. See? This verse, service gives hope to humanity. And when you serve, I want you to serve that you're giving hope to people. Santa Clara First Baptist Church, the best thing you can give to somebody is hope. The best thing you can give to somebody is hope. And you can give that by serving. And Christ has modeled this serving. There is even a better one than hope. That is, of course, that when you cause people to experience the love of God through your serving, then that's the best thing. So in your service, in your serving, make sure that they experience hope, that they will experience the love of God, right? The love of God. So I want to talk about why serving is the key, why serving is the path to a meaningful life. Look at the word here. Look at the first word, uh, for even the Son of Man, right? For even the Son of Man. See, this is not an elevated title. He could have used, I don't know, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He didn't use that King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He used even the Son of Man. Not elevated title, but a title that is engaging, relevant, down to earth like any one of us. He equal himself with us for even the Son of Man. See? So, um, let's define the term service then, Okay? So the service in biblical term, in this context that we're talking about is, um, and I, I love this picture. Uh, I love this picture. Just picture this. You are so earnest to serve, right, that you raise a cloud of dust in your hurry to serve others. That's the meaning of service. Just imagine that you are so earnest to, earnest to serve that when you're moving, you raise a cloud of dust behind you, right? And people see the cloud of dust. That's the earnestness that you have. That's the service. It's the word deacon that you have used. It means to minister to other people. Are we clear on that? Yeah, right? So keep that in mind. That's the service. So even the son of man, see, not an elevated title. Even the son. What is he saying? What is, he, what is the Lord saying? He is saying that greatness is directly related to service. 
Because in the preceding chapter, they have been talking about who is going to be the greatest. This question is also from uh, James and John, who had come to Jesus and said, Hey, let us sit on the right hand and on the left hand. And the disciples were not happy. You read in Mark chapter 9, right? They had been arguing there on who will be the greatest. So there was an awkward silence even among the disciples. When disciples, when Jesus came in, they were silent because they had been arguing on who will be the greatest. And James and John said, we want to sit on the right and on the left hand uh, of your throne. I mean, this issue of greatness, it's also... Uh, the thing that we talked about in school, in your, in your group, who is going to be the leader, who is the alpha male or alpha female, you know. You want to be the most popular guy. This is not foreign even to us here today. But what Christ is saying is greatness is directly related to service, right? How many of us would have served the Lord Jesus Christ when we were li- if we were living in his time? See, just think about that. I mean, many people saw the Lord Jesus Christ. In Mark chapter 10 itself, let's, let me bring up just two, two, two people, two groups of people. One, the Pharisees, they did not serve Christ. They saw him. The Pharisees were one of the sects at that time. They want to let people follow the strict rules and regulations of the law. These are that sect. Did they serve Christ? No, they were out to get him. And there is another one, the rich young man. He came and he even kneeled down before the Lord and said, how can I have an eternal life? That rich young man asked Christ and he said, go sell your property and give it to the poor. What was the word? He became so sad and sorrowful, sad and sorrowful and he left. He did not serve Christ. Would we have served Jesus during his time when we saw him? We think that it was, it's going to be easy to serve the Lord. Not many people served him. So when he has said this, he immediately modeled how to serve. Right? Even the Son of Man. What, was, what, what, what comes after this? They made a blind Bartimaeus. A blind man was there. They went to Jericho after he said this. They went to Jericho and multitudes of people followed him. And there on the road, there is a guy who was blind, Bartimaeus. And when he heard that Jesus was coming to Jericho, when he was there, what did he say? He cried out. He cried out and said, have mercy on me. Right? And the people were saying, shh, shh. But he cried even louder. So when Jesus heard, the word of God says, he stood still. Jesus stood still because he heard the voice of Bartimaeus. And he turned toward him and he commanded the people to say, bring him to me. So when Bartimaeus came to Jesus, was brought to Jesus, what was the question that Jesus asked him? Oh my, this is mind-blowing for me, right? He asked, what do you want me to do for you? See? What do you want me to do for you? I mean, this question is full of hope and full of compassion. Right? See, why do you think that uh, uh, this phrase from uh, uh, President Kennedy, ask not what you can 
what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Why is this so popular? Because the crux of it is service. It's not because it's a catchy phrase. But the crux of it is service that we are called to a higher calling, all of us. That when we serve, we can make an impact. That's why it's so popular. This is Christ asking, what do you want me to do for you? Instead of, what can I get out of it? So when you come to church with, what can I get out of it from this service? You will always be disappointed. Because there will always be something that is missing on a Sunday worship. But when you come with the attitude of, what can I do for you? Then that's a different level, right? What can I do for you? That is service. And Christ said, even the Son of Man. What what did he come for? Uh, He come for serving. So, um, the first thing is, when you serve, you will be exalted. Why should you serve? When you serve, you will be exalted. Uh, How did we know that? You read in Matthew 23, the greatest among you will be the servant. The one who humble will be exalted. That's what the word says, not me. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. When you serve, you will be exalted. So how many of you want to be exalted? You don't have to raise your hand, right? That's okay. But if you want to be exalted, then serve other people. Not order around. Because that was what they were doing at that time. He says, the Gentile, the Lord of the Gentile, they came over the Lord over you. It's even hard to get an appointment to see Caesar at that time. Or Herod the Great, or Pontius Pilate. You have to go through so many guards to even go into the inner chamber to talk to them. And where was our Lord Jesus Christ? He was out and about everywhere. His office was the open space. He was accessible, approachable, engageable everywhere. You want to be exalted? Be like Christ. Be engageable, approachable. Be relatable to people. Then you will be exalted. Are we good on that? Okay, then let's move on to the other one, right? Did not come to serve. See? The Son of Man, He lowered Himself. He did not come to be served. Um, this is, this is, uh, here, let me say this. When you serve, you enhance your spiritual gifts. Okay? Because you're asking, why should I serve? Right? So all of you have spiritual gifts. And you can see that all the spiritual gifts, the tool to shine, all the spiritual gifts that you have is through service. You may have hospitality. How do you shine hospitality? By serving. You may have a gift of teaching. How do you shine teaching? By serving. The vehicle to enhance your gifts that you have is through service. Is through serving. So when you serve, you shine. You become better at it. You become better at it. And the purpose of your gifts and talents is found in serving. Right? So if you want to be a better person, I'd say start by serving first. If you want to be a great person, I'd say you start serving first. Right? 
Okay. Now, um, and look at this. Each has received and used it to serve one another as good stewards of God's many gifts. Okay. That's the scripture. That's the scripture. Not only that, to give his life. Let's look at this. To give, uh, no, uh, but to serve. Did not come to serve, but to serve. See, When you serve others, God will honor you. Okay? How many of you want to be honored? Right? We want to be honored with our work. Recognize. And God will honor you. Service comes before honor. See, look at this scripture. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. The next one, to give his life. So when you serve, because he gave his life to us, so that we may have life. Okay. Um, I want to say this. So, what, what you save is what you have, right? What you save for yourself is what you have. You save $100, uh, and you have $100. That's now. But when you give to God, He multiplies it, Right? When you give, the moment you give to God, He multiplies it. But what you save is what you have. But we want to save. Giving is harder. But we want to save and we want God to multiply. Right? Well, that doesn't work. If you want to multiply in your life, then you have to give. Because Christ gave his life so that we may live. When you give to God, he gives on giving. And how does that happen? By service. See, serving is the vehicle again to give his life. Um, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. And then a ransom for many. I want to finish this word. So when you serve, serve everybody. Show no partiality. Don't serve the people that you want to have a favor or get something from them. You know, serve everybody. Because when you serve righteously, you are acceptable to God and approved by men. And these are two things that I like. One, here, the scripture says that when you serve righteously to God, you are accept that service is acceptable to God. And what is happening here is approved by men. So acceptable and being approved. Just imagine you're accepted and accepted by God and approved by men. What kind of life that will be? Oh, that will be an awesome life. But we want all the good things happening without all this. Without being accepted by God, being approved by men. And how am I going to be accepted by God and approved by men? Through serving righteously. Serve everyone uh, without partiality. Oh, that's not my word, by the way. It's here in the scripture. For who he who serves Christ in these things. What is in these things? The preceding verse is the kingdom of God, righteousness. Is acceptable to God and approved by men. 
when you serve, miracle can happen. I want to end with this one today, right? <clears throat> so this morning, I was late by one minute, I think, or two minutes to come here, and then I came to get the coffee, so Jerry opened my door um, for these uh, two Indian guys. They, they were waiting for me. And these were the ones that we had baptized more than a year ago. They were Hindus. I want to talk about service as a miracle. So, uh, some time ago, you remember, some of you remember this story. Some time ago, he said to me, Pastor, I would like you to come to San Francisco by 8 a.m. Because I have to go to immigration court there and meet the judge, right? So 8 a.m. means I'm calculating I have to get up at 6 a.m. Two hours, including the traffic. And if I get stuck, maybe I should have a cushion of 10, 15 minutes, you know. So I got up around 5.30, and I reached there at 8 a.m., the San Francisco court. Now, we waited for so long for the judge to come. And when the judge came, I think we waited almost an hour. We went in there. I went in with them, with the the lawyer. And the judge looked at me and said, uh, uh, Who are you and why are you here? So I said, oh, I, I, I'm the pastor for this our, guy, our member. I'm here for him. Oh, she said, okay. Um, and they were asking questions about faith in the courtroom. Uh, long story short, she said, oh, you can live. So I left. They were in there for almost one and a half hour, waiting, waiting. Then they came out of the hearing, and the lawyer came to me and said, this, your guy has 1% chance of being granted to get the paper from the U.S. government, right? Oh, so I was going to go home. I came home. He came with me. We rode from, you know, uh, 280 South. He was sitting in the car, but he wasn't in the car. I mean, his body is there, but his mind's not there. He's so worried. And I was trying to encourage him. Uh, Nothing happened. Right? It's just talking in thin air. And I got so angry is not the word. (laughs) But I was like, really? Yeah. So I said, hey, brother. I raised my voice, right? And he looked at me and said, we got to have faith. Right? I I was really serious now. Got to have faith. And he's looking at me. And then I caught his attention. I said, we have to have faith in God. If we have faith in God, He will do things for us. You just gave your life to Christ. We have... Um, you, you were baptized. You have to believe in this God that He can do things for you. How are you going to tell your uh, uh, families and other friends that uh, God is alive and God is active? And say, yes, yes. So we prayed in the car. I dropped him off on El Camino and Lawrence. There is a gas station there because he was working there. And we were going to hear after five hours the result. I came home. Within half an hour, he called. I picked up the phone. I thought he needed me to pick him up or something. And he said, the judge called, and I have been approved. Wow, Wow, right? When you serve, miracle can happen.
And the best thing we can do for other people is to give hope. And it is even better if your service causes people to experience the love of God. Right? That's why we're doing Bethlehem. Because we want to give hope. And if they can experience the love of God, that's like a spiritual bonus. We did light the night because we want to give hope. And miracles happen. I don't know whether you know it or not. But since we've been talking about light the night, light the night, in one week, Sunday to Sunday, we have three salvations. Right? When you serve, miracle can happen. That's why you serve. That's why you serve. So what did you hear today? Serve. Let your service bring hope to people. Let your service cause other people to experience the love of God. I want to invite uh, Cindy and uh, Susmita and Krishna. Can you please come here? And I'm going to invite up our worship team. Please come. And I want to share this with our church. Susmita, come here. Cindy, come up here. And we do right hand of fellowship. Okay? So if you are new, what is right hand of fellowship? Right hand of fellowship means we will support and stand by this. Come here in the light. We, We love light. Darkness is not good, so stand in the light, right? Yeah. Um, we, I, our church is saying to Cindy, to Krishna, and to Susmita that we will do everything we can to support, to encourage, to exhort them to use their gifts in this church. That is right hand of fellowship. Just as the church in Antioch has given the right hand of fellowship to Paul and Barnabas, right? So Cindy came here. And she said, uh, Pastor, when I walked in here, I felt the Spirit of God. I've been watching you at home for quite a while, and I'm so glad she decided to come, uh, that my sermon did not turn her off, right? <laughs> yeah. She, you, 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 because you listened to the sermon for more than a month, yes. And when Susmida walked into this church, um, what, I'll let her speak, you know. What did you say that, what was the first impression of our church when you walked in? I, I thought it was the plan of God and I'm here. I'm so glad by seeing this church and another regional feeling is you are from India and I'm from India. Oh, thank God you play. Though I'm in another country, I'm, though I'm in US, you have placed me in, a country, in under the pastor. 
who is from my country and you know i i could see some smiling faces as if they knew me uh, i'm so oh there are people who can greet me here who say um, come on let's come uh, let's gather in our houses they invited me to their house uh, and i'm so happy I'm, i'm really blessed with this church and the worship is really awesome i could you know i feel like holy spirit raining on me every sunday i couldn't miss that yes <laughs> and krishna came from a hindu background what was your first impression when you walk into the church uh, it's the same so i uh, like the worship here first of all and then uh, uh, i like the people uh, they are like uh, i mean they greet you every time and uh, i was actually waiting to bring sushmita here to the church i think uh, the holy spirit is moving That's Amen. Yeah, Amen. Please come up so you can give the towel. Cindy, what was your first impression when you walked in? Well, it's I really felt that there was a presence of God in in the church body and I and in observing everybody, uh people treat each other like family and that was very um, impressive. So we have a towel here to serve and I want to offer my right hand of fellowship. Welcome to Santa Clara First Baptist Church. May God use you for his glory. Welcome to Santa Clara First Baptist Church. May God use you for his glory. Welcome to Santa Clara First Baptist Church. May God use you for his glory. Yes. Let let us stand together and praise and worship him for all the things that he has done for us.